Cause we got the alternative energy right. free autonomy And welcome to the Radioactive Show Produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne And heard nationally on the Community Radio Network Don't waste our country Welcome to the Radioactive Show. I'm Michaela, and today we'll continue our exploration of community responses at the six nominated sites for a federal nuclear waste dump, which are currently being assessed. As the six-month period for public comment draws to a close on March the 11th, the strength of community campaigns opposing the proposition to store Australia's radioactive waste in their backyard is growing at all six sites. Today we head to Central Australia and we'll hear from Aaron LaRossignol from the Oak Valley Station that neighbours the Arid Gold Date Farm nominated by owner Tim McClem without broader community consent. Then we'll hear from Barbara Shaw, Australian Nuclear Free Alliance co-chair who lives in Alice Springs. We'll also be speaking with Friends of the Earth's Dr Jim Green who was in Adelaide on February 15th for the release of the South Australian Nuclear Fuel Cycles initial report called Tentative Findings. This report outlines the Commission's thinking on the issues of uranium mining and processing, nuclear power and radioactive waste storage. So we'll get a bit of a lowdown on what's in that from Dr Jim Green. But first up, here's Aaron LaRossignol from Oak Valley, where his family has an olive farm, cattle station and tourism business. At Oak Valley, it's uh, our property is uh, just just main, mainly family living here. Um, my parents and myself and uh, uh, my, my sisters and well, I've got four sisters and a brother. Not all living here at the moment, but most of them on and off um, throughout the years. But um, what we do here is we we run cattle here. Um, we also have a have a tourist business where we have tourists come through here three or four times a week, um, and we have we grow olives. We have uh, I'm pretty sure we've got the only um, large olive grove in the territory that, uh, and we produce our own olive oil here. My concerns about most of it is uh, with with everything that we do here we depend greatly on water and um, what would happen down the track if there was any sort of leakage into our water system. And how did you first find out that the Aragod Date Farm, the neighbouring property, had been nominated as a site for nuclear waste? It was uh, before Christmas, actually, the way, way I found out. My mum was uh, listening to the radio and... It, it was announced on ABC Radio that um, there was a proposed nuclear waste dump uh, right on our doorstep, uh, which upset her very much. And, yeah, we, we had no idea until it came on the news that there was a proposed site there. Mm. What has the process been like since, you know, dealing with the federal government in the consultation process and also working with the community to get support? Before Christmas we had um, one consultation 
with the government here at Oak Valley. They they came out to explain what they wanted to do, and um, Tim Micklin from the Arid Gold Date Farm came out with them as well. Um, it, it actually turned into a bit of a fiery debate, mainly on the grounds that no one was consulted, no one knew anything about what was going on. Everyone that was at that first meeting was dead set against it. There was a lot of concerns raised about the containment of it. Um, yeah, all sorts of all sorts of stuff. But with with the um, communities and that around around this area, I've been been to every meeting, every place like Sanitary, the Titchcolor, the people down at Walkabout, uh, Walkabout Boar, even in Alice the other night, one of the meetings I went to there, I've, I've not actually seen anyone put their hand up supporting it except um, Tim Micklem himself. Um, what, what I've seen and the people I've spoke to uh, all dead set against it. But one of the things that uh, did come up with the government guys is they wanted to know from everyone in this area and the communities around here the opinions of the people. And then they just got a straight no from everybody. So, And then I find out that they said to us that um, we can go in within a 250-kilometre radius of where you guys are to try and get support. So... One question I did ask them is, you know, if you're going to do that, why, why come and consult with us? You got no, they got no from everybody, but they want to go further field to keep trying to get support. So, pretty much everything we say is, yeah, they're not, they're not really listening to it. From some of the other sites, people were saying, well, they just didn't really have any answers to questions about the technicalities of the site and how they would assure people that it would be safe. Yeah, I, I, I think they actually have the answers, but they they only want to tell us what they want us to hear. Um, a lot of the questions that we have asked, um, you don't get answers. You, like, you can ask them a simple question... As I did the other day, I said, can you guarantee the safety? You can guarantee that nothing will go wrong. That question was never answered at three meetings. It just turned into like a two-minute spiel about, you know, to get you off off the track. And every time they did that, I asked the same question, and they just diverted off onto something else. Um, a lot of the information they did give us from the start has changed from the first meeting to the last meeting I've been to. Is when they first come home here to Oak Valley, they said they wanted they were looking at low level and intermediate waste. Now at the meeting in town the other day, and at Titchcolor, they changed it to low level waste. Yet when they went. That was the meeting at Titchcolor was in the morning, and then I drove into Alice Springs to attend the meeting that night. And at that meeting, they said again it was low-level waste, but they would store intermediate-level waste there for a period of time until they could move it off. In saying that, 
They also said that the facility would be built only for low-level waste. They couldn't store intermediate there, so, yeah, they've contradicted themselves a fair bit. Mm. And so tell me a bit about the, the meeting that you had in Alice Springs on Tuesday, was it? Yeah, Tuesday evening. Mm. That, um, yeah, that meeting, it, it was good. They, uh, everyone that got up, the meeting went, actually went for two, two hours. Um, I don't think that was long enough because everyone that wanted to ask questions didn't get a chance to ask questions. Um, a lot of people were cut, cut short on their questions. Um, it was kind of pick and choose who gets to ask questions. Um, yeah, I, I think they also realised there that they've run into a brick wall. And with with that meeting, not a lot of people knew the meeting was on. Um, there's people that I've talked to since since then and that would have attended the meeting, but, you know, they had no idea it was on. They got flyers in, the, in their letterbox five o'clock that afternoon and the meeting was at six. So, yeah. So what is the next step then for you? Are you going to be putting a comment in? Yeah, absolutely. We're going to... Um, everyone's doing up submissions and that to get in. We have to get in before the 11th of March. Um, yeah, we do have a lot of support and hopefully they'll, um, they'll listen to that. But we're also uh, work, working with the guys at the other five sites around Australia as well, um, getting a group together to try and get down to Canberra at the end of the month to um, meet with some of the government officials. And um, Yeah, we've sent emails and that off. It's not real good at the moment. No one really wants to talk to us. It's, you know, it's like we, we don't exist. And I did ask the question to the government guys that were here. Right, use a... Come, they're here to get, you know, get comments and opinions of the people, and take it back to Canberra and discuss it down there. But one thing I have noticed at every meeting, I've not seen one of those government officials with a pen and paper writing anything down or recording any of the conversations. So what what are they going to actually go back and tell the people in Canberra? Another question I, I did ask them when they were here was the where, where they want to put this site is sitting right over a huge water basin that you know supplies all the surrounding areas here. If there was was a leak into the water system, it, it would destroy lots of lives, people's livelihoods, um, yeah, and also. Where it is, the proposed site is, is it's, it's a big flood out area. So every time it rains, you've got water sitting all around there. Um, and I, I think it's just, it's not right to be doing it. But I also did bring bring up the question with them when they're talking about safety. Was, you know, they said they can contain it um, without any problem. But if, if you go back and have a look at what happened in Mexico, it's just human 
human error that absolutely destroyed a place over there and now they've got that leaking all into water systems and into the ground and you know so I don't think it should happen we're, we're getting support all around the world people are sending messages and that through so yeah it's been really good that way You're listening to The Radioactive Show, broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. That was Aaron LaRossignol from Oak Valley, and last Tuesday night's meeting was the final of these so-called consultations between the Commonwealth Government and people in Central Australia before the public submissions on the nominations close on March the 11th. And if you want to lodge a comment or uh, look further at the proposals, you can go to the website radioactivewaste.gov.au and on that page you'll find details for the email or postal address for putting in your comment. The federal government said they won't continue assessing any of the nominations if the communities are opposed, but if any of the nominations do proceed to the next phase, That will be a matter of investigating how a $10 million funding package from the government would benefit the local area. As Aaron mentioned, and from what we've heard from other sites, the government doesn't really seem to be listening and are intent on spooking the benefits and trying to gain some support for these proposals. So folk from all of the six dump sites are working together and are planning to travel to Canberra with the message, not here, not anywhere, on March the 1st. So we'll hear how that goes in future shows. And if you want to read more about the campaign in Central Australia, you can go to the Facebook pages Central Australia Nuclear Free Alliance or Stop the Nuclear Waste Dump Site Central Australia. And they've also got a website, don'twastetheterritory.com. Now let's hear from Barbara Shaw from Mount Nancy Town Camp in Alice Springs. And she's one of the co-chairs of the Australian Nuclear Free Alliance. In the beginning of getting involved with the nuclear free campaign was about the same time as the Northern Territory Emergency Response in 2007. And that's where I met people that was involved in in the campaign around the uranium mining and the nuclear industry. And I began since then to grow, I guess, a bigger supporting relationship with with people who's been long-term campaigners in the fight to stop uranium mining and the nuclear industry. And since also learning about muckety, because... Prior 2007, um, I was unaware of what was going on environmentally and having to get to know more of my family ties with Tennant Creek um, and the Warramungal people around their fight against the nuclear waste dump up at Muckety Station. After the fantastic win at Muckety, was it surprising to find that, that with the new process there was a site nomination in the Northern Territory again? Well, that's what surprised me um, because, you know, here in Central Australia, the Central Land Council opposed 
any nuclear waste dump in Central Australia or in the Central region. And then after the yeah, the big win um, against the Makri nuclear waste dump site, we felt very pleased that it may not come back to the Territory again. But then when, you know, the government back then, uh, I guess Tony Abbott and his cabinet, you know, put it out there for a national nuclear waste dump. It, it came to a surprise to a lot of people that a man um, or a person, I guess, could put his hand up knowing that there'd be a big opposition against it because of uh, the muckety stuff, you know, and mm. four sites in the Territory, which is Mount Everard and um, out on... Alcuda, and then you had the Makati, then you had Fisher's Ridge in the, ter- you know, four sites in the Northern Territory, and yet here is a man who's a private owner for a date farm, puts his hand up and says, I want it. Yeah. So what has been the response from people in Central Australia to the current site nomination, and, and where's that campaign at now? There is a big opposition, especially from the Aboriginal people living in and around that area, you know, you have two large communities um, not far from this site. You've got Alice Springs, which is 75 k's north of this site. You've got a um, an outstation or a homeland, which, are, you know, the people are traditional owners of that area. They've got tourism involved in their area. Um, they've also got farming and livestock also on their country. There is a big opposition from both Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal people of Alice Springs and around around the site, yes. At the moment, like, we've had a meeting out at Santa Teresa, which is southeast of Alice, but it's also east of the site, just a little over 100 k's east of the site here in Central Australia. And, like, there was a big opposition around traditional owners out there. Mm. Even though they don't live on the country, they still live in in an area where they still occupy that country as for hunting and gathering, um, going, sitting down on country. Yeah. For Aboriginal people or First Nations peoples, we connect with the land and the land connects with us. Now, if this is happening, then we really don't have any connection to the country if this happens, you know. So with us, we've got that cultural aspect of of how the importance of our land. And and then, you know, people who want to enter into um, enterprises or go go into agriculture on their country... um, this kind of industry makes it hard and difficult for us because that's what we have to, we as Aboriginal or First Nations people have to challenge the government of occupying our country. Mm. What kind of support do you think people could give at this stage? I, I guess what people can give, give at this stage is just to read up on it and try and educate themselves on these particular issues around nuclear waste dumping or or uranium mining and the nuclear industry. Um, Because if you don't know, then you don't care. And that's where people um, have their 
arrogance about these particular issues and topics. So if you read up on it, then you're learning more and then you know for a fact that this industry is not safe at all. I went to Canada last year to talk at a world symposium on the uranium mining and the nuclear industry. And, you know, the response that we, I, I felt that I got from over there, from other people from around the world, is that our government is going out overseas and promoting Australia to become the international waste dump. So people over in other countries were saying, you know, your government's coming over here promoting that people don't live in these areas. But yet, where these sites are, there are, in fact, people occupying these lands. We should be looking at climate change with these um, particular topics and issues, and we should be looking at and talking about how precious water is to us at this time of days, you know, because... I know that here in Central Australia it's gotten hotter and we know that this date farm is within the big water catchment area that feeds um, or transports water to the cattle stations within that area. Yeah, we need to look at the water issue as well as the and also the environmental impacts around climate change on this on this stuff should be a campaign, not here, not anywhere. And it's it's like, you know, Tony Abbott, why can't, you know, at that time when he was Prime Minister, why can't he go and put it in Manly? You know, see how the people of Manly feel. Or, you know, have a look at Malcolm Turnbull's electorate and see how people feel about having a waste dump there. All, all of these people that sit in Parliament, Federal Parliament, as well as State Premiers and Chief Ministers too, ask them, would it be good if you had a nuclear waste dump in your backyard or right next to you? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we're you know, a few hundred years behind America and other con- and European countries, but then at the end of the day, us here in Australia need to learn from them and their experience around the uranium mining and the nuclear industry. And if they're ahead of all of this radiation around their towns and their cities, then, you know, we don't see that kind of stuff in the news. And we don't hear about it unless it's either through the social network or, you know myself travelling overseas and hearing about it or you had some people go on speaking to us in other countries and learning experiences from those people in other countries. And that's what we need to do is bring it back to our people here in Australia and educate them, okay, this is what's happened in France, this is what's happened over in Europe, you know, this is what's happening in America or in Canada. So it is a worldwide issue but then we're going to be faced with and left with whatever's coming back from these other countries because it's our government that's saying, oh, yeah, I'll give you Australia. I'll give you this block of land on this country or that country.
This is the Radioactive Show, heard across the land on the Community Radio Network. That was Barbara Shaw, one of the co-chairs of the Australian Nuclear Free Alliance. And as she mentioned there, it's been a very real concern that once a national radioactive waste dump is established, that it could be just a step in the door for an international nuclear waste dump. And that prospect became a little bit more real this week with the release of the South Australian Nuclear Fuel Cycle Royal Commission's interim report called Tentative Findings that appears to be promoting the importation of high-level international nuclear waste as a boost to South Australia's economy. Here's Dr Jim Green from Friends of the Earth with a response to that report. Jim, on Monday, the South Australian Nuclear Fuel Cycle Royal Commission released their tentative findings report. Tell us briefly about what's in that. Yeah, well, it's important to remember that this was set up to produce pro-nuclear results, like the Royal Commissioner himself is pro-nuclear and a majority of members of the advisory panel were pro-nuclear. So in that context, it's given a, an extraordinarily anti-nuclear interim report. It notes significant barriers to further expansion of the uranium mining industry. It says that uranium conversion, uranium enrichment and nuclear fuel reprocessing will not be commercially viable in the foreseeable future. And it says the same thing about nuclear power. It says that conventional nuclear power won't be commercially viable in the foreseeable future and likewise for small modular reactors or off-grid reactors. And last but not least, uh, uh, fast reactors or Generation 4 reactors, all these fancy ideas that you hear about of reactors that can gobble up waste. It's scathing about them. It says that there's no likelihood that they would be even viable, let alone economically uh, feasible in the foreseeable future. And it says that even if they were, they're likely to be very expensive to operate. So a spectacular no to just about everything that the Royal Commission was asked to consider and that just leaves the one exception which is that they're uh, very excited about the idea of turning South Australia into the world's nuclear waste dump and and the profits that could potentially be made from that. Mm. How are folks in South Australia feeling about this? Well, it's very early days. A couple of, couple of days ago, uh, the Royal Commissioner fronted up at the Adelaide Town Hall and there were five or 600 people there. And the tone of all of these Royal Commission public meetings has been very docile, but there was a huge amount of anger and hostility and opposition at this public meeting. Uh, so that was really striking. And then the following night, we had a... Uh, uh, a local environment group put on a public meeting at the uh, Prospect Town Hall and there was 150 angry people there and meanwhile the federal government is doing public meetings around the state in relation to its plan for a national nuclear waste dump and those meetings have been very well attended and the general attitude has been one of hostility towards any idea of nuclear waste dumps whether it's uh, low and intermediate level national waste or this, this idea for uh, an international high level nuclear waste dump. So it's a lot of work to do, but the early signs are very promising. Mm, excellent. Going forward from the report, what is the weight that it has, given that it's a royal commission, and what are they proposing would be the, the first steps 
Well, uh, the Royal Commission's final report will be released in May and the South Australian Government says that we'll have a three-month period of consultation and uh, then it will make some firm decisions and presumably it might want to look at whatever legislation it needs if it wants to move forward and it does seem that uh, the State Government wants to move forward but at the same time there's uh, a clear acknowledgement from the Royal Commission that if you're actually going to succeed with any of these projects you do need community consent and the State Government has acknowledged that and so the problem at the moment is they don't have community consent. I mean as best we can tell there's very strong opposition to this plan for a high level nuclear waste dump and the last properly conducted poll that I saw had uh, less than one in six South Australians supporting a, a nuclear waste dump and uh, there's no reason to believe that those figures are fundamentally changed. So, yeah, we're just going to have to fight and make sure that that widespread community opposition registers where it needs to register in, in Parliament House on North Terrace, but also just as much in Canberra as well, because if they're going to move ahead with these proposals, it absolutely has to be state and federal governments working together. And uh, so we've got to work Canberra as well. That was Friends of the Earth's Dr Jim Green reporting on the tentative findings interim report from the Nuclear Fuel Cycle Royal Commission in South Australia. The Commission has just begun a five-week feedback period on that report and that's beginning with a, a week of public presentations held in towns throughout South Australia, uh, Port Pirie, Port Augusta, Wyala, Port Lincoln, Mount Gambier, Sejuna, Renmark, Oak Valley and Umuwa are some of those and you can have a look at the report nuclearrc.sa.gov.au backslash tentative hyphen findings and the closing date for responses to that is Friday March the 18th. Thanks for tuning in to the Radioactive Show. I'd like to thank Aaron LaRossignol Barbara Shaw and Jim Green for joining us on the show today. Music heard was Muckety by Actual Factual. And if you'd like to read more about any of the issues discussed today, please go to our Facebook page. We'll be posting links for more information about everything you've heard. And we'll also be hearing a lot more about the federal government's plans for a national nuclear waste dump and developments in South Australia with public responses to that proposition of importing international waste. So keep tuning in for more news and views on nuclear peace and energy issues. The Radioactive Show was recorded in the studios of 3CR Community Radio in Fitzroy, Victoria, on the stolen lands of the Kulin Nations, and it's broadcast around the country on the Community Radio Network. <laughs>